0: In this episode, we get to speak with full stack developer, Vue Vixen's community organizer, chief DevOps architect, speaker, Diana Rodriguez. welcome to thunder nerds i'm brian hinton
1: i'm sarah vesla
0: and i'm project full von weiss and thank you so much for consuming the thunder nerds a conversation with the people behind the technology that love what they, they do and do tech <laughs>
2: good good
0: hey everyone thank you so yeah. much for joining us this is the last show of season four it's the end of the year it's the holidays so thanks for joining us and Brian.
3: Yeah, definitely. Thank you to all our listeners. And if you came out and saw us at the conferences, it's awesome to see and see, you know, see people in person. Um, and if you're listening right now, it's probably because you're enjoying the show. And if you haven't subscribed to it and are listening, uh, click that button, tap that button and subscribe. And if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, there's a little bell icon that's to subscribe, tap that and you can actually be notified when we're live and watch us live. and. Ask questions to our guests, and it's really great. But yeah, I think Sarah us has, yes,
1: Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> Bright. It it's really great. I'm <laughs> This intro is the best ever. This is the best ever. Like, I, this is amazing. So right, I'm going to go ahead and take over the, the guest intro today. Remember, roll um, those R's. I to welcome. I'm not happening. But I'm going to welcome Full Stack Developer, DevOps, view Vixens Community Organizer. This is a lot. Google Developer Expert in Web Technologies, and three more categories, Maps, Cloud, and Firebase, and speaker, Diana Rodriguez. Welcome to the show.
0: <laughs> Welcome.
2: Say something. Welcome, Diana. Something. Hello. It's, it's good to be with you. It's... We're
0: happy to have you.
1: Yeah, awesome that you're here. <laughs>
0: So Diana, where are you joining us from? You're you're in um, the the Raleigh. Is that that right? Raleigh. I'm
2: in I'm in Durham, yeah, North Carolina. Um, it's a great place, and I had grilled chicken, veggies, and rice for breakfast with leftover gravy from Thanksgiving. So welcome to the South, the land where you can eat whatever you want for breakfast, and where the best chi- uh, fried chicken and waffles are made, and awesome barbecue.
1: We'll
0: I think so, <laughs> I want that for breakfast. you know, I had a hamburger for breakfast the other day. It was delicious. I <laughs>
2: had a hamburger too. I actually um I bought this Burger King. it was a bacon, yeah, a bacon king or something, and I forgot to eat it and I was um yeah, I fell asleep and it was oh, on I my didn't bed to eat it yeah, I, because I was so tired. you imagine that I was so tired, I actually forgot to to eat. And it was uh, a pain to get up and go and store it somewhere safe. So it rested with me on my bed. And then when I woke up, I was like, oh, burger. So I just went at it, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a happy surprise. Hey, Have you tried that one burger at Burger King, that Beyond Beef or whatever the fake beef is?
2: The Impossible Burger. Impossible Burger.
0: I loved it. it. I tried it. I liked it it a lot.
2: I loved it too and you know what it, it, it even has like the bloody bits if if you like don't cook it all the way it actually mm-hmm. puts like the, the little drops of blood that it's supposed like a, a normal beef burger would mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, like it. I, I eat everything so I'm omnivorous
0: same <laughs> I, I like that the psychology is that they want make food so like everything you want to eat bleeds and that makes it delicious <laughs> I want a donut from Dunkin' Donuts, but I want it to bleed. That's even better.
2: Awesome. (laughs) I I paid for that. I paid for a
0: jelly donut, donut, donut. I guess. Me too. I would definitely try that. Bleeding donut? Sure, sign me up. I'll try anything once. (laughs) The
3: impossible donut. (laughs) There you go.
0: (laughs) Period donut. Delicious. (laughs) Heck yeah. I'd be all about that donut. Sorry, that was awful. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, we've all been there before. Hand up. Hey, so talking about things that are, um, wait, things that we're not talking about. Why don't we go into your... <laughs>
3: Great segue.
0: Why don't we go into what you do and a little bit about your day today. So you are a chief DevOps architect. What be that?
2: Um, it's a fancy title for a... Uh, uh a bit of a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to DevOps, uh, at least where I work. I, I work at a company called VoiceThread. Um, it was founded in Florida, but it's based in, in Durham, and we have a lot of remote people also on site. I think we're like 13 people on site. Um, so I'm responsible for the infrastructure side of everything, in improving processes and automation so my job there is to make stuff happen you know to to get to the edge no actually um i i I do a lot of um automation basically we migrated our whole infrastructure from a very cryptic tool which is useful but you know whatever whatever suits you best we migrated from um aws CloudFormation to um, terraform and we use ansible for building our images and we have a lot of complicated bits and pieces that require like special attention and um it's it's a complicated job um it's easy at the same time i don't know i love it it's cathartic for me and i don't think anyone who's ever been in the infrastructure business that is not from the infrastructure side of things would say that infrastructure is uh, peaceful and cathartic, but I like the pressure, I like the challenges, I like the forensic side of everything. And you just have to be ready to rescue things, you know, when when shade hits the fan, you just have to be ready to do something. So I feel like the EMT of, of the, uh on the infrastructure side <laughs> yeah you definitely like are it. how
1: did you how did you get started with that I'm just curious
2: well so my both of my parents were really nerdy um i remember my mom used to work for a, a company that sold computers in the 80s so she i remember she brought this commodore 64 when i was like seven or eight years old and she didn't bring the tape recorder because it was just for testing purposes. So I had to type down the game straight from magazines. And once, you know, we turned it off the game was gone. So eventually I, <laughs> I ended up um learning the whole game, like memorizing it. This is basic and it was I mean that's a lot to memorize. And I started tweaking things, changing colours, um and it got, it got exciting. Um, then with Windows 95, things got even better. Um, I used to run a website that basically gave away HTML templates for free. Um, then I got into JavaScript. Then I hated it. And then, in like ninety eight yeah. yeah we all went through that phase, right mm-hmm. then in ninety eight yeah. I started getting more interested in you know infrastructure, like assembling racks, having my own servers, uh tinkering with actual physical hardware and and crimping cables, which is not an easy thing to do, and I don't know, I just like that side I think i I am much better at uh back end as well um I started with Java and Python, and I just love being that silent bass player, you know, that keeps the band alive, but there's no, like, major performance or, like, an amazing solo or, like, sealing the show. Like, the bass player has to be the heart of everything, and it has to combine forces with percussion, with... um, you know the the harmonic part of of the band so i like being behind the scenes rather than you know doing front end and i don't know i i I can do front end obviously i do Vue.js i do Gatsby and i um nafton react but my heart is with the operation side of the business and now oh my goodness i get so excited when i start talking about this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now I feel like I'm I'm on this duty to, to foster the DevOps culture um, as, you know, a collaboration culture, like make it definitely something approachable to all sectors of the ecosystem. You know, say, yeah. yo, um, you don't have to change your specialty, but this is knowledge that won't hurt you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What are you it's interesting to... you bring up the. Oh. Okay. No, you. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm ne- it's your turn, Frederick. Now I'm talking over you in this episode. It's all over.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did raise <laughs> my hand.
1: I, ne- I never look at that. I'm not looking. I was just saying it was interesting that you mentioned the whole uh, music aspect. One, I noticed all the music, musical instruments in the background, but two, Brad Frost actually recently tweeted out and was asking you know how many people here are developers and are into music and it's something I've noticed myself with, with people that I've worked with like there's this musical ability that I have none of by the way like none I love music but I don't I can't read read no I, like I can't even tap my foot to a beat so like I don't have any of that um probably why I fall more into the design side but I just thought it was really interesting you brought that up uh, it's been I've a long running
3: it's been a long, long-running like uh, joke on kind of on the show how every designer and developer we've interviewed uh, started out in music, and those are servers behind her. Those aren't those aren't guitars; those are servers.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's definitely <laughs> been a motif. Like at least I would say. <laughs> oh, no, Sarah, <laughs> she's actually. <laughs> oh, we had her.
2: <laughs> so yeah, there. <laughs> are servers oh, some- nice. Guitars <laughs> I- and some- I'm
1: like, really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> their server shaped like guitars. Yeah, like 70% of the people we probably talked to have all had their start in music.
2: Oh, I studied yeah. music. I, I am a double bassist. I stood in a conservatory and I was part of mm. um, the system of um, youth orchestras or known as El Sistema from Caracas, Venezuela. And yeah, I played in a few interesting orchestras. Um, I'm a double bassist. Uh, I, I play a little bit of everything, so
0: cool. and I like to sing. Dino, I, I wanted to ask you, what would you say to people that are uh, new to the industry that might be, you know, a second career dev that go, you know what, DevOps sounds like something I would be interested in because I like that side of the house. That That's that's something that I really want to get into. Where would you say they should start? What what should they be looking at?
2: They should start probably... Um, I think it's good to have a good knowledge of um, scripting. I'd say uh, bash, Python would be ideal, uh, but just a little bit. I mean, to be honest with you, there's nothing that can't be learned. Uh, and, and with DevOps, it's a lot of learning on the job. There's no real curriculum now, uh, as a matter of fact. They, I, I was looking for sort of DevOps camps and there's really no consistency on the tools you should know. Well, that's you see her. Huh?
3: Yeah, I'm loving. I'm loving the cats. I keep seeing, <laughs> for our audio listeners that we keep seeing a cat's tail go back and forth behind Diana, <laughs> and and it's it's been great.
0: Yeah, we, we just saw the full cat, so you got to go back and watch watch the video. She's <laughs> yeah. the cutest little cat.
2: She's amazing. Her name is Mara. Um, she's seven years old. But yeah, I mean, a a bit of scripting would be good. Uh, Bash and Python are very useful. Um, Any programming language, just so, you you know, to have some principle, because you'll learn a lot of things on the job. Um, Sure. um, Have a good understanding of how processes work. Um, And I don't know, I just, I don't think it's something that is too hard to be honest with you. Um, if you're organized and you can deal with stress, then DevOps is for you. <laughs> nice. I don't really think <laughs> Sarah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, why don't we jump into our our main topic, Sarah? Why don't you introduce it? You you've done the uh, the research on this.
1: Yeah. So so this. It's interesting. I think we didn't plan. Do did we plan on doing another show this year or was, I can't no, remember that's right for this year.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, I, I like, we are pretty much done, but I saw your post on Twitter, uh, Diana about your struggle with um, your health issues and paying for your health issues. And it really resonated with me because I suffer from chronic migraine disease and paying for my medication is, is really difficult. Um, kind of balancing work and life and, and, and chronic illness is just, it's a slog. And I was like, this is something I'd really like to talk about with somebody and kind of highlight and and bring out of just a Twitter thread into kind of a a broader conversation. So for me, it was like, it was huge. um, And really exciting. And I immediately was like, Brian Frederick, I think we need to, we need to pull her into a show about this. Um, So I just wanted to really just talk about kind of what your experience has been, you know, what it's like to live with a chronic illness um and then kind of what are the you know financial emotional personal ramifications of this um so i guess talk to us about about kind of what you've been going through like for those that haven't read that that piece and, and haven't really been following it kind of what's what's what have you been facing
2: well um i am a i'll patient. Um, but the worst of of this happened when I was living in Argentina and I had the privilege of being in a country that has public health with all its flaws public health is accessible Um, it was worth my taxes in Argentina so um, you know I went through chemo the, the the worst part of my chemo in Argentina. And it was, it was a blessing because I didn't have to pay for anything. I was given all the medication I needed. Um, I had to deal with thyroid issues afterwards as a result of, of that. And, and I was given everything I needed, you know, I didn't have to pay and I had the choice to go private, if I wanted to without any limitations on enrollment, enrollment periods or anything, and I think it happens in every other country in the world, which was a different, different thing here and very difficult to to digest the whole bureaucracy and how things work and how people think this is normal. So the first thing that, yeah, no, it's-, it's, it's a And by problem.
3: here she means US yes. now.
2: Yes. Yeah, US, exactly. So what first, what what happened was, and, and this, this is how I was diagnosed. I, so I had to go for some testing, you know, and things happened. My doctor is like, oh, you should get checked just in case. And I ended up being diabetic. My sugars were over the roof, you know, and, and suddenly things changed because I, I didn't have insurance. I don't have insurance for the rest of a year. I, I've i been in the United States for over a year and I, I've never had insurance. I had no idea about the process and, well, there are other things I could talk about that will frustrate everyone <laughs> and trigger me. Yeah. But, but anyway, so I had no insurance, so I had to do a lot of self-pay. Um, then when the first prescription came that I had to buy insulin and I had to buy supplies, I'm like, goodness gracious, so this is like $12,000 out of medical supplies that I have to buy and come up with, you know, from where, like, I'm not going to birth money, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, making the calculations, um, the cost for me to survive. I mean, only insulin is $2,500 a month. My costs, um, rake up to $5,000 per month to be able to survive, you know, and taking that, I, I, i mean if you know we're in the it industry we're in the development ecosystem we are privileged our salaries are something are something you know like the average person doesn't make what an apprentice or a super junior person makes you know at first you know yeah so me being in that privileged position and struggling financially i mean that means okay (laughs) this is wrong So there was that. There's the fact that I had to um, adapt to a new way of life, being mindful about what I ate, dealing with the consequences of being high or low with blood sugars. Lows are horrible. You can die. Highs are bad. You can die as well. So having the power to basically kill myself by accident is a burden that is not easy to process. And in general, having to live with a condition that is, you know, any any chronic condition is is a disability. It can impair your performance, your judgment. I mean, we have good days and bad days, but with a chronic disease, there's never like stability to say, "Oh no, no, I'm, I've been fine for one year." It's it's always like, "No, yeah. I've been fine this week," and then the next week something happens, and yeah. then you never know. It's it's. It's just this random game, and you kind of have to go with the flow and pace yourself and take every day as it comes and make the most out of it. Um, I had to take some time off conferences and and writing tutorials and you know the whole public speaking and being out there because I started passing out randomly at events, you know or Jesus, just not yeah. feeling well and not being able to. Um, see anyone for a couple of days, so you know. Sometimes it's hard to stop, and it's it's hard to accept that you have to stop. It's hard to yeah to deal with that. Especially, I don't know. In my case, I like being out there. I love uh, mentoring. I love working. You know, with a community. Um, I've been doing this for like what fifteen years now. Not looking yeah. for any praise or anything. There's no personal gain, other than the satisfaction of making a difference and helping people reach their goals or learn, learn something new. Or, you know, I learn a lot from people. Um, but, but yeah, the the emotional toll of a chronic disease is obviously huge. I think it's important that that we all know that being supportive and being understanding and Refraining from smart ass comments and unsolicited advice. Is thing you do? No, for real. I've heard the, I've heard no. things like oh, I know. You've got I'm just laughing. Good, yeah, it's like you've got the good kind of diabetes and I, yeah. I be like
3: There's no good uh, kind of diabetes.
1: <laughs> well, and I'm sure people have comments on your diet and oh well if you, you, know, if you, you don't yeah. eat this or don't eat that.
2: Yeah, I get so I have. Don't eat tomatoes and you'll be
3: fine. I mean, come on.
2: Someone said, "Oh, uh, but you know, you know, essential oils cure cancer and diabetes. So if you buy this, um, you can get." What about CBD?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you having enough zinc in your (laughs) diet?
2: (laughs) Yeah, or be like, oh, but maybe because did you eat a lot of sugar when you were a kid? Oh boy. Maybe that's yeah. the reason why you have diabetes, because you eat a lot, you know? Yeah. That's an interesting okay.
0: point you bring up, like, because a lot of people associate diabetes uh, with age or with diet, like, oh, you know, I better, I'm going to worry about this when I get into my 60s, or, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to watch what I eat when I turn 55, or, you know, like you said, I'm, you know, I don't eat, I don't eat a lot of sugar, but a lot of times these things just kind of jump up at us anywhere within our our lifetime i think i saw some statistic that it was like like one in two adults have some kind of chronic illness whether whatever that may be within uh, just the united states like that's a that's a high number
2: yeah well type one which is the one in my case um um or or even for those who have LADA, um that's um that's autoimmune there's no no, no external factor. It just happens because your body just stops producing insulin. I, I am the owner of uh, a useless pancreas. Um, useless. Pancreas. You know, yeah. <laughs> great band name. Yeah. Is it goth? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's that, and I mean, chronic diseases are not always the result of uh, stupidity you know things just happen uh my advice or i don't know i think people should just stop and educate themselves a little bit and stop making assumptions and instead of asking stupid questions just being there like sometimes not saying anything but being there is the best thing you can do um there is something that has to happen eventually um about you know the health system but this is not this is not my place you know to say anything i'm not assisting of this country and i can't i don't really have an opinion on politics but if you ask me i think the debts are going to be mandatory in all households before anything happens with the health uh system in the united states <laughs> which is really sad um
3: yeah you had yeah, two what you said about stupidity i mean i mean even if even if a person like did something when they were younger or uh, that caused it why does it even matter like they're still suffering with the illness like it doesn't matter the that they their journey or whatever they did like don't don't there's no need for to criticize someone who's suffering and dealing with the illness uh, about how they got it it doesn't matter um, yeah yes. I was surprised the cost too that uh, I asked around some friends of mine uh, have uh, a similar equipment that you have, and they have insurance and they're paying fourteen hundred a month
2: yeah with insurance yeah. well i'm um, uh you know it was it, it, it was a difficult thing to do when I wrote that post, but I was sinking in over uh well a lot of money in debt and not being able to, to even afford basic things like housing or, you know, just buying groceries, you know, and I also. Yeah, support, food. Yeah. <laughs> and you also food take care of your Venezuela. family too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're in Venezuela, which is going through a lot right now. And yeah. that's a, a whole different subject. But, um, and then, you know, sometimes you just have to say you need help. And even now, like at this point, I'm, I think my, my debt, um goes up to $25,000 as of today um and I still have you know to rake <laughs> to to uh, think of what's going to happen after January uh, hopefully some insurance will 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 kick in but I will still have to put through again around $10,000 just to make sure I have the basic needs cover for for, for my treatment um and it is sad it is sad because uh, you know I, I don't wish anyone to be in this situation i've i've been very lucky to to be able to find good support from the community not entirely like monetary but just having people who are there people who i can talk to also the diabetic community we have organized ourselves because i came i came in much later than, than you know after a lot of things were organized like the um the Reddit diabetes community has a Discord channel which is amazing. Uh, a lot of nice people who provide advice and talk about their own experiences. Then there's the open source initiatives like Night Scout, like Loop, like Tidepool, um Open AP uh, APS, Android APS, and and tools to monitor and improve your quality of life as, as a diabetic and all of this is open source so I started working on a fork of Night Scout that will have some um, upgraded features and I'm using Vue.js and you know it's just my contribution if there's any code issue that I can tackle in or test something I know that the people from you know Night Scout uh, are always pinging or or throwing uh, bounties to resolve issues like the Dexcom outage um, where people couldn't follow their relatives because their servers were down. And there was no communication from Dexcom whatsoever. You know, it was more like a low priority issue. And like, yeah, I mean, your, your monitors work okay, but eh, we're gonna resolve this issue in, I don't know, whenever we resolve it. And it's cool to know that we have tools that can help us follow our relatives or be followed. And not entirely depending on, you know, big pharmaceutical companies or corporations. And I'm not saying this from the anarchist point of view, but more um, to the hashtag, we are not waiting because this is a thing that can't wait. We can't wait for cheaper insulin. And that's probably, I don't know what's going to happen about that. But we can try to find ways to, you know, um support ourselves to help others you know i'm definitely sure once a, once i am in a position where i can definitely put a, a financial contribution to these initiatives that's the first thing i'm going to do i'm i'm going to yeah. give back and keep that circle going because a lot of people need it inside and outside they take industry and you'd be surprised you know there's um scott hanselman um, There's my friend, Sarah, geeky girl, Um, uh, who else is diabetic? Oh, uh, Soka Haro from Finland, the the guy who works at Nightscape. Um, So many of us out there, you know, you you never know who's struggling. There's people in the industry with cystic fibrosis, with um, the the, um, cyclic uh, vomit syndrome, which is one of the most horrendous things I've ever heard, you know. In general, chronic diseases, and here we are. So, I think now that we have um, the chance and special talents to do something, then we can use our talents to make a difference, you know, and and support open source work for the betterment of the people. After all, we are users, we are consumers, and we also have the power to make something happen, for sure.
0: I love that. Absolutely. But, you know, I wanted to ask you, what do you, what, do you have some advice for people that might have uh, recently been diagnosed with this? Like some, hey, you know, I, I've went through this. I got it. Here's some good resources or here's some good tips. Here Here's some ideas to, to help you with, like, I, I've been through the headache. Let me tell you what to do.
2: Definitely. I can only speak for diabetes. Um
0: Yeah
2: well I can speak for cancer too but it's it's a little bit more complicated than that um for diabetes um either type 1 type 2 type 3 type 1.5 whatever you need check out the org. check out Tidepool um, as well um and there's a bunch of us on Twitter who are always willing to lend a hand. If you contact me on Twitter, I'll give you a list of resources. Um, I'm definitely offering myself to help out those who want to set up their Night Scout dashboards, who want to know what Xtrip and OpenAPS um, or Android APS um, are. Um, and of course, the, uh, the Reddit Diabetes community on Discord. And um, There are lots of us and we're ready to help.
0: I love that. You know, there's just, there's so many people out there that have things, have some kind of issue that you you just can't see, you know? It's not something that's like written on your sleeve. And then we have people that were just, you know, judgy about, oh, well, you know, that person, they, you know, they're always late, blah, blah, blah. But it's, and they're, they're quick to judge, but not really like, Think about like, well, you know, there, there, could, be, uh, there could be something there. What do you think that uh, comes from with, with some people? And how do we, how do we address that?
2: Um, well, I think, I think it's difficult. I, I wear it on my sleeve pretty much. I went rogue. This is not FDA approved, but I get really <laughs> good readings. I'd say um, <laughs> we, we, we have to really treat this as an inclusion, uh, diversity and inclusion issue um it's it's not about you know people being different and or or i not us not being welcoming enough or inclusive enough as a community that people who are struggling feel like they can't even talk about these things without being judged or mocked yeah. or or ridiculed or or just you know no one gives a a toss about their problems, you know, that's that's not how it works. We're all human beings. Um I think the best advice, you know, whatever thou art, act well thy part and be kind. You never know who's struggling. You never know who needs to talk. It, It 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 only takes one person to start making a difference. You know, we can be we can be that that
0: person yeah well said I think we're definitely on our way things are things are changing for the better it's it's been it's been on a upward upward slope depending on how you look at it uh, not gonna get into politics obviously but um, yeah so um anybody else have anything else on this this point that we want to talk about or can we, or you want to move to something else
1: no, let's move to something else. I, just, I really appreciate you coming in and talking about it, Diana, because it's, it's uh, like I said, I have chronic migraines and you know, I hear, oh, it's just a headache. Have you ever tried aspirin? Have you tried Botox? Like, yeah, like people ask me the, the, the dumbest things and I'm like, I've had this disease since I was seven years old, I'm 42, I got this, thanks. I don't need you, <laughs> don't need you to armchair physician me. And it can be really frustrating um, and it's not something I share with a lot of people because people tend to judge. And, and, you know, oh, it's just a headache or it can't be that bad or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and it affects you in a lot of ways that people don't see beyond just the, the symptoms of the illness. So I think it's really important to kind of, as much as I like to try to hide it, I think it is more important to talk about it and bring it up in the open and make others that suffer feel like, hey, this isn't, this is okay. So I really appreciate you talking about it. Totally. Yeah,
2: I, you, I, I there love, there love how you There
0: should pro- be no. <laughs> oh, go ahead, please.
2: <laughs> no, I was going to say that there should be no no reason for just not being yourself you know with and without you know with your flaws with if you have a chronic disease there shouldn't be a reason to hide or you know it we all have we all limp from different legs you know whether if it's um, a chronic disease mental illness insecurities issues problems you know we all have our weak spots yeah. so there's no no finger pointing you know that it, it's that's just passe you know it's it's not what we should be doing it's almost 2020 yeah. um but yeah I, I mean i can't even imagine what it is to have uh migraines like that um <laughs> but well if it helps yeah. i'm always sending good vibes <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: it, it's, I would it's, take good vibes any day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, cu- I couldn't imagine somebody like judging you to say like, oh, you just have a headache. Have you tried some Advil? Like, and to just
1: what what is what is, what is
0: someone trying to accomplish with that? Yeah. And and it, again, it g- goes back to the judging. It's 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 just. Uh, I
1: actually, sadly, I think a lot of people don't know what to say. And they, they um, it's almost like an automatic reaction. It's, it's almost like, you ever notice if someone dies and you, it's <laughs> kind of, it's related, but it's, it's different. But someone dies yeah. and the first thing people say is, I just saw them yesterday. Like, it's impossible that they're dead because I just saw them yesterday. <laughs> like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. But people don't know what else to say, right? So when you say, I have this chronic illness, you know, I've been vomiting for three days with this migraine. They're like, ooh, ah. You know, and they want to help. They want to do something, so they they grasp for even the most you know minute thing, which is, have you tried Botox? I I, I heard about that on TV, you know, and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen a neurologist for twenty years and been through it, you know. But I, mean, I try to remember that they're trying to be helpful.
3: Yeah, that's they what are. I was about to say. To be to be fair, yeah. to a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people are simply they're like, oh my god, can I help you in any way? Here's some ideas I have. Exactly. These will solve your problem.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you might exactly. have heard them.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: But just imagine if everyone you meet says that. After a while, it like it's no longer helpful. It's just, it's just like, God, Close can I just
3: yeah.
1: – well, Can I tell someone and have them just go, man, that sucks. Done. Like, thank you. I agree. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Now let's move on. Because what else are you going to do? Like, I really just want to move on. I don't want to think about it. I want to do my best, um, you know. And, and having to constantly say I tried this and yes I tried that and no that doesn't work and you know as polite as they're trying to be it's 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 a lot of emotional labor on my part to kind of answer
2: that and have to go through that I'm
1: sure Diana you've experienced the same with with yeah. talking to people about I it
2: yeah. just gets old so now I just it depends if, if I went over my limit I just wave and walk back you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> love that yeah <laughs> bye-bye yeah <laughs> Clock it out. I've
1: had enough of this. I've had enough of this conversation. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> uh, but so community work, you re- you you know, switching gears, you were talking a lot about uh, the community work that you're doing, obviously, to help others with the same illness. But I mean, I I know you originally from, from meeting you at Vue, and I think for like this whole you year, in sense. the beginning of the year, every conference, yeah, every conference we were at, like we were both speaking, I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. But, yeah it's true like we were in Tampa together and then we were in San Francisco together and it was just like so strange but and then Atlanta and we're in Atlanta together um so I'd like to talk more about that you know view vixens women tech makers um all the stuff that you do
2: so um like I said I love mentoring I love helping people I think you know being being a Google developers expert you know in all these categories it's not just like a big name and and some status you know and 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 some perks um it's basically the opportunity to reach out to more audiences and do something meaningful and I I know for a fact that there's nothing that can't be learned there's 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 nothing that can't be achieved you know And having the chance to give people the opportunity to learn something new or to connect with people and and resources that could help them improve you know their their job situation or you know gain a little bit um, more knowledge you know and the things I can do it's not I'm not the Oracle obviously I've been doing this for 20 years and I feel like every day I learn something new and at least I'm proficient enough to know when I pick up and own it. You know, (laughs) that's what 20 years of of experience in this field um, has taught me. Um, So with you Vixens, we um, we're doing an amazing job. I am so grateful to work with one of my best friends, Jen Luper. Um, we we've bonded since day one. Um my job is to be the worldwide community organizer and to make sure that our chapter leaders have everything they need to run their chapters, but also um like um, found find new communities um and and work on that side, you know, what is the best approach to to make view vixens help in the local ecosystem despite your um, cultural circumstances. You know what we want to do is send a message that it's not like we are social justice workers. And I think this is in general for for my advocacy with diversity and inclusion. It's not like we're here to replace anyone. It's not like, yeah, I came with you know garden scissors and I'm gonna chop willies because women are gonna rule the world. You know, <laughs> so that this is not how. It, <laughs> it's not how it works. We're basically. Looking to work shoulder-to-shoulder with the community to help a sector of the society that has been underrepresented and marginalized for years like People, you know when I first started when I started my first job um, assembling racks um, The fella saw I was there to bring them their tools and coffee and I said no you brought yourselves already Like, What? What are you on about, you know um, so
3: and it sounded so plain, that accent, too.
2: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> probably. Yeah, everything sounds special with the British accent, right? It really but, does. <laughs> but, but yeah, like we're here to, to change that, but we need the help from all sectors of this ecosystem. So obviously, if we isolate it to women and those who identify as such, it's not that we're excluding men because men suck, it's more like, it's it's simple. Imagine you injure um, your leg and you need crutches. So you need the support of the rest of your body, except for that leg, right? You can't put any weight on that leg. And we're basically being that crutch to strengthen all these people so they can be inserted in the global ecosystem with confidence. And that's what we want to do. But in order to be able to, you know, to... To do that, we need everyone's help. It's the same with women tech makers. um We just want to to help people achieve a better status, you know, in life, in knowledge. To, you know, we we're here to uplift ourselves to be a, a good influence, if that makes any sense, you know, to empower people. Um, of course, you know that they're there's so much I can do there's only so much I can do there's only so much we can do as organizations but you know the little much we do we do it with all our hearts none of us get any monetary compensation for doing any of this like it's not my job to be out there in conferences speaking and in events I do this because I love doing it because I like being out there with the community And all the sponsorships we get for View Vixens go straight into chapters, into communities, into scholarships, into grants to help um, these women and those who identify as such to have access to things and resources that they wouldn't normally um, have access to. again the same thing with being a a GDE in all these categories it's not like I am the smartest person in the world because I'm not Um, but I'm using all my strengths and all the knowledge I have to benefit others and for me you know the most amazing experience is to see people progressing and then I don't know meet them a few years later and see them Thriving in their jobs, you know, there's no better game than that. Yeah, that must Um, be so rewarding. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I like talking to people. I am a person full of jokes, most of the time, very inappropriate jokes, but now people know (laughs) I am harmless. (laughs) I'm like,
0: (laughs) reference that donut joke at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. We we see donut joke. Uh, You know,
1: there's Uh, a lot of contact that sounds so bad. Okay, go ahead. Moving on. You no, know if there's Whoa, a,
3: Jesus. Is there a DevOps version of the Vixens at all out there anywhere? Cuz I feel like women are very uh, underrepresented in DevOps and it which is sad.
2: There is. If I'm not wrong, there is an organization in Australia called DevOps Girls. Um I am working on a project that um you probably saw I was Uh, for selling some stickers at first. That's, uh, it's it's called DevOps, y'all. And it's an introductory course and a list, like a glossary um, on on DevOps, SRE, and uh, automation infrastructure, that sort of realm. Um, It's gonna come up next year. I had to delay it, you know, due to health issues. Um, But I'm just gonna give away all the knowledge I have. And some resources to to get started in this field, and because it's going to be an open source project, obviously, you know, um, contributions from from everyone are welcomed. Um, But yeah, I kind of posted. If I can ask for some good vibes and prayers or mantras or uh, things for tomorrow, um, I'm gonna have a a very hardcore medical test that will define the course of things. So um, hopefully things should be okay. And I feel what, okay. <laughs> what kind of test? Uh, a complicated one. <laughs> that
3: might be personal, Frederick, if you don't want to talk oh, about I, it.
0: I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't think about that. I just, yeah, yeah. sorry. I was, I was thinking about the diabetes and I was thinking it was something like that.
2: No, it's it's, it's probably a it now. no. Um, you can come and sit with me here at the edge of the boundary if you (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking I'm joking but no it's 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 um it's uh, a lot of imaging like a couple of cts and a PET scan to make sure that I don't have something missing with my pancreas um so (laughs) yeah I actually I was gonna wear a Ikea t-shirt but I'm, I'm looking for my for my town. <laughs> yeah, man, <I'm on> <laughs> Oh man.
1: I hope everything goes well yeah. tomorrow with the test. I'll be thinking about you for sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. So we're getting close to the end. We have about ten ten minutes left. Twelve minutes left. Um, so. One other thing I did want to touch on is that uh, in your spare time, when you're not doing all this unbelievable community work and and just giving back so much, uh, you do some other fun stuff. So you like to play video games. You're into sports. Taekwondo, really? Like I feel like you could kick my ass or something. Yes. I need to hear more about this.
0: <laughs> Can we see a kata? I want to see a kata. Go for it. Oh.
2: That'd be great if I wasn't plugged to all these wires. Yeah, but come on I, I do some pole dancing. I didn't see the
0: wires, come on. Go so
2: and
3: consider <laughs> it, swear. Gosh, um, you guys.
2: I... <laughs> Next time I'll do pole dancing, you know, live.
0: Oh, oh. nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that?
0: <laughs> Brian did that once on the show. I did.
1: It was really awkward.
3: I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, Frederick clapped like the whole time. It was really weird. <laughs> <Pretty> much, <yeah. laughs>
2: so, uh, yeah, I'm a black belt. Um, I do it. I, I, I started doing it when I was a teenager and it was just cathartic. Um, I do taekwondo. I haven't trained in a little while. I also do it rugby uh, and that's one of my favorite sports. Um, I'm a third row. So, my specialty is to tackle. I'm honoring. The heights nice. and the weights, you know. Of
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Them gun- Guns,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, uh, you know when I lived in Thailand, I remember I I had a meeting with a client that I was going to see for for um uh, something about a script that wasn't working, and he he asked me to go to this hotel, and I got there. And this tiny Thai lady says, "Come this way," and holds my hand. And I'm like, "Wow, this is like amazing service, five star." <laughs> then she leads me to this ballroom full of people. There's like a buffet, like a party. Someone gave me like a garland with a gift basket and like um someone wanted to take a picture with me and i'm like who the hell do they think they're talking to and then i, <laughs> I look to my side and i see a banner that says welcome the all-blacks female <laughs> rugby team from new zealand They told me-
0: <laughs> oh my gosh oh, no. did you correct them or did you take pictures with everybody were you, you were um, like she played I, what are you talking about I actually,
2: I well I can say this because it was like 10 years ago So um, I ran off with the basket with the gifts And called nice. Brian and said let's meet up and then, like a few blocks away there's a cafe I feel more comfortable there So yeah I left with all the trinkets you know They weren't going to um, give me all that shame for free you know
0: love that why don't we talk about the video games what what video game are you into
2: oh okay so i'm addicted to the untitled goose game i have to
3: oh yeah it does look good
2: um i like um zelda i play a lot of n64 games so i know old school i have uh well the love of my life has always been world of warcraft um, I have the coolest Pandarian and I also have a gnome that is all green and it's called broccoli. And um, Diablo just came out. So I'm waiting to put my hands on it. Um, yeah, that looks that good. Gonna, uh, someone said that we're going to gift it for Christmas. So I'm going to take on that for seriously, you know, because games are a thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm an old school gamer. So anything from commodore 64 until the latest is good for me now my most favorite game is uh ocarina of time zelda for n64 it's so good it is so
0: good that ending was perfect too
2: definitely i also like playing uh board games like role games um treasure island It's a very simple game, but really cool. And at Ansible Fest, I was really honored to play with all the people from Red Hat. They sit in different groups and just play. They also play Dungeons and Dragons, and I was flabbergasted. So if you have a deck of cards and you want to play and you see me somewhere, please, you know, yank me (laughs) ass. I love it.
0: (laughs) Well, if you like board games, there's a place that I could uh, send you to. It's actually a board game cafe. It's located mm-hmm. in Florida. Sarah, do you know where it is?
1: I think I think I it's do. your yeah, turn it's like,
0: to talk about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I don't know if you know this Diana, but I'm opening up a board game cafe here in Zephyr Hills. Mhm. See, I have re- so the, the story is, well, first of all, like all these board games, like there's a whole wall of board games oh Um, my gosh you don't even want to see the bedroom it's horrible like my husband is a hoarder and it's it's all board games um but i basically he 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 collected so many that i told him he had two choices one is to downsize the collection or open up a board game cafe um which selfishly is what i wanted him to do because our internet sucks and i thought i could work there all day do my tech job and then like at night we could do classes and, and all kinds of stuff so we're opening hopefully in January every single month I'm like next month we'll be open um but I think January for sure because we're oh really my close I, yeah
2: if you need a musician to play for your opening I'll be there you know and even if you, you don't need, you need to I'll come I'll be there I, I <laughs> want
0: to <laughs> well it's you funny you, you with- mentioned that it's, sorry, it, it uh, serendipity is too perfect because it's funny you mentioned that since we talked about at the beginning of the show that you were going to play at the end and you have your guitars behind you. So the yeah. stage is yours, Diana.
2: Oh, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. With me. I'm awesome. going to get the guitar. All right. Sweet. <laughs> of course. I take it there. Seriously. <laughs>
1: Man, I would have been like, no way. And I would have just shut the computer. Off. <laughs> She's a much better sport. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you don't play guitar, so that doesn't uh, equ- equate for you, Sarah.
1: No, no, I'd be embarrassed and run away, screaming. Why?
3: Crying. Can
2: you hear that?
1: I would. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Oh my God. That might be my favorite ending this whole year of, of, of one of our shows. I love it. You definitely need to come play at my cafe. I will pay you. Uh, absolutely. And you can awesome. stay in my house for free if you don't find 10,000 animals. So free oh room gosh. and board.
2: Let's do it. You don't have to pay me. I'll go.
0: <laughs> awesome. <That was> awesome. <laughs> Well, Diane, I think uh, uh, one of the things we we should definitely do is, is uh, communicate uh, the locations where people could help you out. You you put on your article. There's some yeah. spots where people could go and and donate. There's uh, there's the PayPal and something else. Do you mind uh, telling people where they could go for that?
2: Um, sure, sure, definitely. Um, if you want to check my website, it's superdye.dev. Um, I have a blog on dev. You know, dev two uh, forward slash. Cotufa82, that means popcorn in Venezuelan slang. Uh, My PayPal is paypal.me forward slash Cotufa82. And it's the same with co slash fi.com, like Kofi, but with a K, forward slash Cotufa82, which is my Twitter handle. It's C-O-T-U-F-A, number eight and number two. Yours truly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love it, yeah. And we'll have links to all that in the show notes too. Diana, we're at the end. Do you have any final words that you'd like to bestow upon the audience?
2: Definitely, ladies. Ladies, the other one is more important than makeup. Men, the other one is more important than anything. Cheers. <laughs> well
3: awesome. said. did you get that brian oh
2: no actually you know be kind that's all it takes be kind
1: agreed yeah
0: yeah that's excellent anyone else
1: no no thank you diana for coming on and and doing this and and, you know capping off our awesome
2: year (laughs) thank you thank you it was a pleasure I wish people could see what was happening before the show. It was amazing, <laughs> I mean, <Uh-oh>, <laughs> we had some fun. Oh my God, yeah. yes, we did, <laughs> yeah. thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Diana. I also wanna say thank you, really appreciate you sharing your story and um, spending some time with us, super appreciate it. All right, well, hey everyone, that is it for season 4 so we'll see you in february is that right guys february sounds right yep yeah we'll see you in february take care and have a happy new year happy holidays for consuming the thunder nerds we honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show please subscribe on youtube and itunes write us a review kick a few stars our way and above all else please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to brian hinton
3: i, I like romance novels they have happy endings I should have known the territory didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the fuck am I talking about?